Rebecca, <laughs> we made it. <laughs> so excited. Oh my God. Okay. I come down now. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Too funny. <laughs> okay. Hi, Rebecca. I'm Britt Varak. Um, I work for Nexmo at the Developer Experience and Relations team. And I'm here with an incredible friend of mine, uh, the amazing and talented and lovely Rebecca. Sure. Yeah. So my name is Rebecca Franks and I am an Android engineer at a company called Over. So I work on an awesome app for like creating designs and you can like create Instagram stories and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's loads of fun. And actually um, met Brit. Where did we meet? Randomly in San Francisco at an event. Um, I'm excited to be chatting with you today. You know, very, very often I get asked, how did you get started with public speaking and specifically at big events? So I see people in many conferences and these are one of the first questions that they ask. I'm sure you get asked that a lot as well, right? Yeah, do, definitely. So tell us your story. <laughs> yeah, so I started speaking at some local events in in Israel. I'm from Israel and I was uh, leading the Android community here. There was just one chance and someone asked me if I wanted to do that. And I said, sure, of course. And one thing led to another. And then I was doing like courses in Israel and then outside of the world and, uh, and then outside of Israel, around the world, <laughs> um, outside of the world. Yeah, and I, I think when you start and you do your first conference, it becomes a lot easier for you to get the next one. And therefore, I really wanted us to talk about how you do this first step, because after that, I feel like it becomes easier, right? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so my first conference speaking event was performance tooling for Android. Um, I was so, so nervous, but yeah, it was one of my, the first conference talk I did and um, how I basically got into it was I had done one meetup talk before and I just kind of, at the end of the meetup talk, I really enjoyed it and I thought, wow, this is really cool. I like teaching people. Like a lot of people come up to me afterwards and like to say, wow, you're doing such cool stuff. This is so interesting. Thank you so much for teaching. And it was just such a cool experience. I think like, there's always the, the dread before you do the talk. And then you're like, why did I sign up for this? And then at the end of it, you're like, that was so fun. I want to do it again. Yeah. And I think that like that sort of high of doing a talk is just something that um, I found like only really came after, after doing my first one. So trying it out. And then after that, I was like, okay, I like this. I like the, I like getting feedback. I like teaching people and I like, um, helping other people learn something new, perhaps. Right. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I found that for many people, the thing that is like a barrier for them, that blocks them from uh, doing their first talk, is actually finding a topic to talk about. Many people think that they don't have an interesting or smart enough thing to share, um, or their experience is not worthwhile enough or that many people would submit the same talk and why would they choose mine yeah I think I've had a lot of people say this like everyone's super nervous about just talking about something and everyone's like I don't have anything to talk about 
yeah. but it, the truth is like everyone has something that they're busy with or something that they've learned that maybe someone else might not know um yeah so I think there's always something that somebody could share there's never there's never nothing like everyone knows something that they can share so how do you choose the topics or submissions so for me I think the way in which I kind of approach choosing a topic is like um if it's something maybe that I'm excited about so maybe some new feature that has been released um I see at the moment everyone's talking about coroutines yeah. <laughs> so like uh, maybe not the same thing that everyone else is talking about but I think yeah something new is always fun um something that you're working on is also quite cool I think uh, for me I've been working on quite a lot of like image processing stuff and like bitmaps and just like a lot of stuff with that and I feel like there was a lot of learnings for me with that so sharing what I know about that is really relevant and it's exciting for me because because it's what I'm working on in my day-to-day job as well and then I think the one that gets like like people don't look at it enough and they like discount it is doing like introductory topics or introductory sessions mm-hmm. I think um, people are afraid of doing that kind of thing they think like it's already done and it's already out there and that kind of thing. So I'm not going to do an introduction to, I don't know, Android development or JavaScript or something like that. But I think those kind of talks are actually um, pretty valuable still. I think people, I mean, there's always going to be someone new at a conference that maybe hasn't, hasn't like gotten to that part of their journey or they just like, there will, there will definitely be someone learning something from you. So I think, People shouldn't discount those and say like, oh, I only know like the basics or that kind of thing. I think there's still value in doing those kind of sessions, especially if it's something that will get you out there and get you started with speaking. Yeah, for sure. The thing is that in our everyday, we learn something new and we encounter something new. So it's very hard at the beginning, but then you do your research and you experience with it. And then at some point it becomes so familiar for you because you've already done that. And then you kind of forget about the fact that you once had no clue. And a cool tip is I have this list that is like always ready. And when I start to explore something, uh, I would write it down there. And then when I want to submit talks, I would look there and I say, oh, right. I remember trying to learn about that. I remember having this challenge. I kind of also do the same thing, I guess. I just sort of it's like a list where I put things that are like potential blog posts slash talks or that kind of thing. And then when I'm looking for something, I'm like, okay, let's go back in that list and see what I can find. A good tip. I like that. So maybe for the people who are not familiar enough with the process, often in big conferences, when they're looking for uh, speakers, they would publish some call for speakers or call for proposals that is like a form that allows everyone who wants to submit something or to propose a talk just write a title would write an abstract which is a few lines of what is the topic and what are they gonna share there and based on that the conference will choose uh, the speakers so choosing the topic is very important as as we said writing this few lines is very very crucial as well because uh, based on that, people are going to either choose you or not choose you. So just a few weeks ago, both you and I were doing uh, local events in a series of um, a very cool initiative organization called uh, 
Global Diversity CFP Day. For me, it was the first time to ever hear of that. Have you done that before? No, it was the first one here as well. It was cool. Yeah, so it was one day. Uh, we had tons of workshops around the world. I think like 80 or something. We hosted one uh, here in London at Nexmo and you hosted in uh, Johannesburg, right? Well, basically we help people write their proposals. I don't want to talk a lot about that because it's a, a different world on how to create them. But the thing is that it's really important to choose a good title, to write a good proposal, to invest your time in that. Don't write the slides yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, some people think that they need to prepare everything. Do you have any tips about like writing the proposal or the title or the abstract? Yeah, I think for me, what I've found to work quite well with these kind of writing proposals and that is that um, you need to kind of think of your talk structure before like crafting this proposal. So, I mean, I know we mentioned that you shouldn't go and like write all your slides and that kind of thing. I mean, if that's what you like to do, then I guess go for it. But what I like to do is I like to think of like the four or five key concepts that I'm going to cover in the presentation that I'm going to do and um, use that to like structure my description and my title. So I've seen quite a lot of people um, make the mistake of like putting too much in their description and then they just can't get to everything in the talk and it's just too many concepts that they're trying to cover. And then yeah. I've also seen on the other far end where people are just like trying to, like they have one little topic and that's not enough for like a 14 minute presentation or something like that. So I think it can be quite important to think about like how much time a certain part might take you and like how much you can fit into the certain presentation. And then from there, like build up your description of like what your talk is going to cover. Yeah. And also I think it can be very useful to just ask for feedback. Even before, yeah. before you write the abstract, so when you think of the topic and also after you write the abstract, go and find people to ask feedback from so it can be friends it can be other speakers that you know it can be maybe the organizers if you know them for the meetup or uh, the conference because there will be a few people that would submit a similar topic so just asking for feedback does it sound interesting enough um, yeah. Is there anything that you would write differently in order to make it more engaging? Just ask. I think it's important to uh, get someone who's maybe in the same field or the same like area of interest as you, because if you get someone that's um, maybe just a friend that's not maybe a tech speaker or like in the industry at all, um, they, sure they could proofread for grammar and spelling and that kind of thing, which is also good, but they might not be able to give you feedback on the content that you're going to produce or that you're going to speak about. So they might not be able to tell you if it sounds interesting or if it sounds like enough or too much for that time slot that you're aiming for. So I think, yeah, getting maybe a few people's feedback is uh, useful. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I'm always like insecure to ask for feedback, but a thing that was kind of helpful for me is to hear many other speakers so Corey, for example, is a friend of ours and is a very experienced speaker, told me uh, like, yeah, I still, before I submit talks, I still 
don't know if these topics are interesting, if anyone would like them or not. So when she said it uh, on, and other people said it, it made, made me feel like, okay, I'm not in this alone. It's, it's other people experience the same thing and the same insecurities. and Nerve wracking. But you can send me your proposals from now on and I can really? send you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. You can send me yours as well. Cool. Cool. Okay. Um, both of us discussed before that the first thing that we did was not going to a very big conference. We started small at a local meetup. Um, there are tons of those around. Definitely. Um, anywhere. For some people who are not, you know, in the community yeah. yet. Do you have any tips for them? Yeah, I think the first thing is um, perhaps check out, I know the meetup is quite popular. So meetup.com. So I think if you go on there and you like search for software engineering meetups, you'll probably find a whole bunch of them. So I would recommend just like signing up for those and um, going to a few of them just to see like what they are talking about there and if the stuff that you want to share would be relevant for those those meetups. Um, and then once you found one that maybe is like where you think something will be a good fit, I think then just approach the organizers. I'm pretty sure most organizers make themselves known at the start of a meetup or on meetup itself. A lot of them are just like, yeah, send us a mail or a message on meetup with uh, the content that you want to present and like maybe a time of when you'd be available. And I think a lot of meetups are always looking for speakers. So yeah. you're probably almost guaranteed to get a spot somewhere. So I would encourage you to just like go to a local meetup, attend them and see if there's something and like volunteer to speak. Yeah, most of the organizers volunteer themselves. So they're very happy usually when people want to contribute. And also uh, you can start at a local meetup. It doesn't really have to be a 40 minutes talk, right? It can be 20 minutes, it can be a 10 minutes talk and it can be valuable enough to start with. Yeah, definitely, I think. If you're very, very nervous, starting out with like a five, 10 minute lightning talk is the best because then you're just like dipping your toes and you're going to see if you can do it. Um, and then go on to like longer slots and then once you're comfortable, apply for a conference. Yeah. Now, one thing that can be helpful for a conference to choose you is to know that you've done talks before because they want to make sure that, you know, they bring people who are confident enough to speak. Um, so linking to the meetup that you talked at would be amazing. Also ask them if they record the talks, because if they do, it would be awesome for you to share it with the conference organizers. I know actually that there are some people who either way would record themselves, you know, in a laptop or even a mobile phone or something, just so yeah. they can have this reference and send it to conferences. That's something uh, I did. Really? <laughs> yeah my first conference talk they didn't record it and I was like I knew they weren't going to record it so I was like I'm going to record myself <laughs> and I rocked up there with my own camera my own recording equipment and I recorded it because I knew I was like okay if I'm going to speak I want this to be online so that I get my next speaking opportunity because I know that it will depend heavily on previous things that I've done it's awesome that you did that yeah and then sharing that and also a tip that I give a lot of people uh, that got me started in big conferences was to share more knowledge about the content that you want to speak about. Um, so for example, if you're going to write a talk, but you already have a blog post on that or a few blog posts on, on closer topics, 
it would make it easier for the for the organizer to say okay this person knows what he's talking about it would make sense to invite them to speak at the conference about that that takes me to something that for me i'm not good at i don't think about it too much and i think that's actually something that you have a lot of things to share about uh, about uh, building presence online presence a lot of the stuff that i was doing i didn't really realize until after the fact that when people were like yeah that was super useful for us to to know that we should bring you on as a speaker or something like that so for me one of the things that i recommend to a lot of people is to um get your like online presence going strong and the first thing i recommend is like um maybe a a personal website so this could be a blog or something like that um but generally on on your website you should have information about like the previous talks that you've done and um perhaps maybe upcoming speaking things if you want to keep that up to date and also like if there's any recordings of um of the talks that you've done previously so what i've done is on my blog i've got a a video section and this is literally just a youtube playlist that i've gotten and made with all the content that i've given at different conferences but every time i do a talk somewhere i just go and say okay cool take that video put it in this playlist and that playlist is automatically just being displayed on my um on my website so if somebody wants to go find like the videos that i've done before or the, or the talks that i've given before they can just easily go to one one place with my um all my content so my blog posts my speaking engagements and my, my talk it's quite a nice thing for as a conference organizer to just have this like one overview place and they don't have to go searching for things about you so they don't have to go okay this person's done this talk here let's watch it here let's see what the slides were like let's see what their blog was like i get a lot of inspiration about that from you Um, I had a lot of inspiration from some other people and one of them was Chuki. So yeah. Chuki Chan, uh, also another Android developer. So she has like also a whole list of like the speaking engagements she's done. All her slides, all her um videos and all that kind of thing all in one place. So I thought that was really cool and really useful. So I was like this is a great idea. I'm going to do this too. <laughs> That's awesome. like for me it took some time to feel confident enough to share these things that I've done because you know yeah. sometimes i just rather not to see and not to share um someone else for you i don't want to like i don't want to see it but i want to say i just don't but i do <laughs> no something like that all right do you have anything else that you might want to share that speaking i think yeah for me i just say go do it i know it might be scary at first, but once you've done one talk and you get like the excitement and the thrill of maybe doing it it'll encourage you to do more and i think it's just like so beneficial to do this for your career because there's just so many things that can happen from it for instance i got my current job because of what i've been doing like i just got approached because they saw all my videos and my content and they were like okay this person clearly knows what they're doing So we're going to contact them and see if they want interested to work with us. That kind of thing as well as like just meeting other people and growing your network. For instance, uh you and I would have never met Brit if we didn't uh, if we didn't both do these kind of things. So I think it's just super valuable for me to meet so many cool people. Think of how many places in the world we've seen thanks to yeah. this and how many yeah, new friends and other people and other experiences. Um Yeah, it's great. I think there was a whole like Twitter thread or like you know those popular opinion and popular opinion threads 
and people were going on about how conference speaking isn't good and then someone else was like no conference speaking is great <laughs> so I think we'll always be like differing opinions of things um but for me I've I've really enjoyed it and I'm I'm so grateful to have been given opportunities to to speak at places and just meet so many cool people and have a lot of fun with them. yeah me too awesome thank you so much for joining me like that in the middle of the day um <laughs> and i'll see you soon apparently yeah that'll be fun i'll see you yeah. soon in another country <laughs> yes i'm excited for that okay thank you rebecca okay bye sorry i'm so sorry